Welcome to Jags Drive Time with Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton. Jags Drive Time starts right now. Keep it going, D. Keep it going, D. Keep it going. Hey, let's go. Come on. Let's go. We're going to save you. We're going to save you. Come on. That's it. We'll get a safety, y'all. Rudolph, the quarterback, drops the throw out of his own end zone. Myers on the right side. He was getting hit as he let it go. There's nobody over there. That should be a safety. You would think. Juan Smoot had the pressure. Hey, I was going to get there. Safety. safety. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Does it? Oh, my mama, that kind of a safety. Hey, hey, hey. I need it. What a game for Dewan Smoot, mic'd up against the Pittsburgh Steelers week three of the preseason. A perfect game to mic him up, just a lot of yelling going on. Welcome to Jaguars Drive Time on a Thursday morning here for joint practice in Atlanta, Georgia. Brian Sexton and special guest Hall of Famer, Tony <laughs> Baselli. I was told I have to call you that for the rest of my life. Are you well, okay with that? I'm fine with it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Unapologetically, always authentically, Tony Baselli. Yes. By the way, I, th I believe you're making your drive time debut. You're, it is. You're more of an afternoon guy, right? I don't know if that's your sleep pattern or not. Um, well, I'm up early. It's uh, nice to have you. I've never been invited to drive time. Well, you are officially invited. That's on us. It's very good to you be here. You made the Hall of Fame. Thank you. <laughs> I guess I had to wait to make the Hall of Fame before Ashlyn would let me on her show. I love it. Um, it's very nice. I mean, Ashlyn and I do a Monday thing together for it's the uh, UK. The but breakdown. Never, uh, never been invited to drive time. I've been waiting, too, by well, the way. Yeah, okay. It's you an can, exclusive invite. You can pretty much you know. check everything off of your box <laughs> as far as the NFL is concerned now. All right. It is our last day of joint practice with the Atlanta Falcons before we get ready for the last preseason game this Saturday so let's get into big things big thing one is a grasp on this offense today will be the last time we see Trevor Lawrence and really any of any of these starters on a football field before it's for real in the regular season so where is the quarterback right now with the offense I really like where I'm at I think as far as the offense goes I feel really comfortable feeling more and more confident each day um, and just feel really good with where I'm at with all the receivers tight ends running backs and then protection our communication, especially me and Luke, is getting really, really good, and we're, we're on the same page more and more. So just I have a lot of confidence in that group up front, and I love where we're at. So, I, you know, I've said it before. It's about getting better every week. So we'll see, you know, where we're at in a few weeks. Big thing, too, is Devin Lloyd update. The Jaguars cut up with the linebacker here at the team hotel yesterday, only coming off his second practice after that hamstring injury. And he's saying he's seeing the game differently now that he's been on the sidelines all of training camp. This injury um, kind of was a blessing in disguise. You know, I took a lot of things from it, and it allowed me to see the game uh, from a coach's perspective. Um, you know, on the sideline while I was out, I knew I wasn't playing, so I had to watch all of them and really study um, the, ba the backers and the offense. So it helped me get a different perspective. Um, so that was huge as far as my mental game. And I don't really feel, I feel like, if anything, um, that helped me elevate my game. I know I wasn't out there, so physically it's a little different. But um, I feel like mentally I'm as sharp as you know I could be. And big thing three is a security blanket. Linebacker Foy Aluakon coming back to Atlanta this week where he was traded from the Falcons. And we don't talk enough about this guy who led the league in tackles last season. Defensive coordinator Mike Caldwell is glad he's in Jacksonville. A signal caller that everyone looks to that can get make everybody comfortable. He does that for us on defense. He's came in, learned the system, 
uh, learning new terminology, and he's been the, the guy out there getting guys lined up, and he's like a security blanket. He's comfortable with the system, and he allows everybody else to go out there and be comfortable also. And there you have it. Those are big things. I want to go back up to big thing two, which is Devin Lloyd. He came off his second practice first with the Atlanta Falcons in a joint practice. Got a ton of reps yesterday. Was flying all over the field. We spoke to him yesterday afternoon. He was truthful and admitted, I'm really sore right now. And you saw him. He definitely seemed sore. Earlier this week, I thought for sure Tony he'll play in the game. He needs game action. Now I hesitate because if he is sore, do you want to risk it this week? Well, what kind of what kind of sore are we talking about? If it's hamstring soreness to the injury, then you want to back it off. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to make sure you don't re-aggravate that. Anyone who's had a hamstring, I was never fast enough to have a hamstring, so it didn't, <laughs> it didn't, that wasn't one thing I had to worry about. But that can linger. If you don't let that fully heal, you'll find yourself in week three, week four, so on and so forth, still not 100%. And so if it's that kind of soreness, back off. If it's just general football soreness – Heck no. Get in the dang game because you have to work through that. We all have that. Every guy on this team, the first week of uh, two-a-days, actually no more two-a-days, of camp, I should say, when the pads are on, you're like, ooh, I forgot what this feels like. And that's part of the process. So it all depends what sort of we're talking about. If you had watched him chase down Artrell Hawkins in 1998, <laughs> you might have worried about his hamstrings. Yeah. I've seen you move fast. Uh, Tony, I don't think I've ever seen a linebacker in Jacksonville run like he does and that's saying something because telvin smith was fast and miles jack could really run and Puzlesny was no slouch as well but watching devin lloyd run is like watching a gazelle i mean he's he's made to move like it. he's fast and instinctive yeah i would i think he moves like telvin smith but he's big He's 240 pounds. I mean, yeah. Telvin Smith was 210 after putting weights in his pockets and everything else. <laughs> yeah. Now, he could fly. Right. He was like a safety back there. You have Devin Lloyd, who has safety speed and agility to move around, but then he has the size of a linebacker. I love the pick when they made it. Um, if you are a fan of Pac-12 football, SC, you know that guy was dominant and – he has a chance to do something now for us. Well, with all the great defensive players up the road in, uh, that way in Gainesville and that way in Tuscaloosa last year, he was the Associated Press College Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, he's that he's that good. He's a special player. If he would have probably played somewhere besides Utah or played in the SEC, yeah. everyone in the nation would have known this guy's name because he played on the West Coast. They play at 11 o'clock back on the East right. Coast. A lot of people missed it. So he, we need him healthy. I mean, he will be the starting uh, linebacker next to Lucon, but you got to be smart with the hamstring. So I go back to what kind of soreness is he feeling? If it's hamstring soreness, take it easy. Mm-hmm. If it's not, get him in there. He needs rep. It's ta- reps. As talented as he is, he's still going from the college game to the pro game. Right. And that's a big jump. Right. And so um, he'll be fine. I mean, I did the same thing my rookie year. Missed all of camp with the injury early after the day 10. First three games. Actually, too. day 10 in camp now would be almost finished. <laughs> <It'd> be <laughs> the day, right? That was literally like I the second week. Remember <laughs> but I missed everything, missed preseason, and got thrown into the regular season on a Sunday night football game. And if you can play this game, you can play it. Mm-hmm. And I was fine. He'll be fine, I believe, because I think he's that good. But reps always help a young guy. Is he going to get Sean Jones and Reggie White in his first game? Yeah. You were a little sore the next day. Well, I was I thankful that Reggie White stayed on the other side of that game, but Sean Jones was enough for me to handle. Oh, yeah, and uh, I was very sore the next day. Thrown into the fire. And uh, Tom was not worried about my soreness. No, I know. Weird. He no. didn't care. Yeah, no, I remember, I remember saying to him, you think Tony's going to play? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I don't think he cared about anything but winning. No, no. God bless him for that. All right, let's go back up to big thing one, which is Trevor Lawrence in the grasp of this offense. This is the last time we'll see the starters on the field until it really counts. In week one, so this is really Trevor's last day to put the final touches on this. I love his honesty where he says, I've really been focusing on that interception ratio, the turnovers. Where do you think he is right now? Well, I think he's progressing. I mean, I still think there's certain – situations we've seen in the preseason where it should be an easy throw and he's just his feet aren't per he just gets a little rushed mm -hmm. all fixable not worried about it because then you watch as he gets comfortable as the game's been going on in the preseason and he makes throws that very few guys in this league can make um, now this will be the last before the preseason but let's not forget he has two weeks of practice there is a lot that's going to be done and he'll get maybe more reps than he has this entire camp because now it's the ones mm -hmm. All that matters is getting that first unit ready to go, which obviously is Trevor Lawrence. I saw him this morning getting coffee. I love the guy's energy. He is, like, focused. He knows what he wants to do. He knows what the uh, job is. Um, I'm expecting a big year. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean all of a sudden he's going to be, you know, uh, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers? Don't worry about that. I see great progression where you are. he's going to be able to put this team on his back in the sense of, like, I'm the leader, I'm the guy, because he's functioning in a real offense right now. And the interesting thing, and he said it, I think will be fun to watch this year. You have him, second-year quarterback, coming off a tough year because of the situation in the organization, and you have a rookie center, Luke Fortner. Those two working together, we might have the making of a marriage that hopefully lasts for a decade where you have your starting center, your franchise quarterback on the same page. Go ask Indianapolis how that worked. 100%. Um, That's right where I was going. That, it, that, that was a phenomenal pairing. Hey, just give people a re an understanding of why would a young quarterback, especially one as seasoned in the college game and as as Trevor was, why might he be a little uptight? What was the term that uh, Doug used? He needs to settle down a little bit. What causes a young quarterback to rush things, not have his technique solid, well, especially I, a guy like Trevor? Yeah, I think it's any position when you're a young player. Heck, I mean, as a veteran player, you get in the game, there's adrenaline early. And when you're, you have that adrenaline flowing as an offensive lineman, you can go take it out on the guy. I mean, you just that's what you're supposed to do. As a quarterback, you got to be calm and let everything kind of come to you, and you start trying to press it or rush things. The footwork, so I think rushing it is the, probably the best explanation because your foot, footwork is so important on your accuracy. And so if all of a sudden he sees it, and you could tell he saw things early, but then he tries to rush it there instead of just taking your time, do your technique. And I think Doug explained it perfectly. He just has to calm down, take a deep breath. Because if you look at those preseason games he played, the third drive of each game, he calmed down and he was hot. And he was accurate and he was making great throws and they, he had these great drives put together. It was the first two drives of each, uh, of each game where he was inaccurate, missed guys that are open. And that's just, it's not nerves, it's just relaxing. Yeah. Letting the game come to you. You don't have to do everything right away. See it, do your footwork, deliver the ball. Because... The talent's there. I mean, that's not a question. It's not a question whether he has the arm strength or the athletic ability or the brain. I think it's just a young player taking your time, let the game come to you. Right, and we see it on that third drive for every preseason game. It happens. It clicks. All right, and that is big things when we come back. More of Tony Baselli's impressions of the preseason coming up on the Jaguars Digital Network. We're back, Jaguars drive time on a Thursday. We are live from Georgia getting ready for another joint practice with the Falcons ahead of a preseason game, the last one of this season. We're back with Brian Sexton and Tony Baselli, special guests on drive time today, and we have lots of questions. I guess you could say really the only question left of this final roster 
is where the right tackle position is, where the, this battle we've been talking about for months, we're so ready for an answer so we can stop talking about it. Who do you think the guy is? Well, I, I think it's Juwan Taylor. I mean, I think Juwan's won the job. Uh, I think if you look at the last two weeks, uh, he is he's played better. And I think he went and took the job, and I would expect sometime – after the uh, last preseason game, going into prep for the Commanders, that Doug Peterson will say that he's our right tackle. And early it was Walker Little. I was going to say, what changed? Well, what changed is Juwan Taylor got healthy, um, and I think Walker Little took a step. I don't want to say step backwards, but didn't get didn't continue to compete and get better. And when Juwan got out there, it was clear that Juwan is more prepared and the better player right now, as far as who you're going to trust at right tackle and. I don't think Walker had a great day yesterday against the Falcons. That doesn't mean that he can't, and it doesn't mean that, oh gosh, what a failure of a second-round pick and all that. Forget about that. He's going to be your swing tackle. He's a guy who can play right or left. It gives you some confidence that something happens to either tackle. Okay, we have a capable guy coming in. But the reality is, is Walker Little has a ton of talent. He is physical. He's athletic. I mean, he has all the makings to being a really good Right, uh, right or left tackle, but now he's got to go do it. He's got to go take it. He's got to take that next step. He has to learn to finish blocks. He has to learn to be more physical, and to have the best way I can describe it is have an urgency about yourself every play. And sometimes, you know, watching our tackle plays, like you don't sense that like every play matters. And I think you know it's going to be a great lesson for Walker Little, and I hope he learns from it because it'll make him a better player. Does the move to the right side? Slow his progress at all. No. Can you imagine having to go to the right side yeah, actually, early in your career? In college, I played both Okay, in the game. So the side doesn't matter. Not, Not to me. I, I've never bought that. If you're a good athlete and you're talented, you can play either side. Right. I mean, at SC, we had a weak and strong tackle, and you we flipped based on the play. So first down, I could be right tackle. Second down, I could be left tackle. I mean, back and forth. Now, I'm not saying that's ideal either, right. but that's how we used to do it my first few years at USC. Um, so I don't buy that because – I saw similar things from him at the left side last year, whether it's technique, camp placement. More than anything, it's just finish. It's Because he looks so good, he does so many good things, but then at the point of contact or just late in the play, there's just not that finish. And uh, I think that's he's a young player, and he's going to have to learn from that. He's got, he's got to learn to do that if he wants to be effective at this level. Well, it's a great problem to have for the Jaguars, it seems like. You have all these great options. Well, you can never have too many offensive linemen. This, yeah. this is a league that, you know, everyone talks about the skill set, skill positions, what receiver, running back, quarterback, all the pass rushers and everything else like that. The reality is this. There's only so many big athletic human beings on planet Earth. There's just not that many. Yeah. <laughs> and so you better go find the ones, and then you're asking them to do something that's super unnatural. It's, you know, physically I think it's one of the hardest positions to play in sports because you're asking these big athletic men to go block bigger and more athletic people and react to them. And so you can't have too many of those guys who can do it. And you have to in complain space. That's the key. That's the big difference between guard and tackle. Certain guys struggle in space. And that's why they become guards. Mm-hmm. And there's some really good guards in the league that, you know, at tackle, they struggle in that space and trying to move around and, and anchor and and uh, and do that. And so when you find guys who can, hold on to them. And what about Ben Barch? It seemed like at first it was a competition, but truthfully I think they always wanted Barch to be the guy, and now he seems to be the guy. Well, he is the guy. I think they wanted him to go earn it. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, and that's right, Tyler Shatley deserved the opportunity to be the starter. He's respect. a veteran. You know, respect what he's done. He's played all three positions. 
you know, interior offensive line, don't give it to Ben Barch. See what he has inside of him. Can he go compete? Can he go take the job? And to his credit, he did. Now, he has a ways to go. He still has got to work. He has some things that um, you worry about at times. My biggest is his feet stop, and he gets a little straight-legged in the past sometimes, and then he loses guys late. But he has gotten better each year. I give him credit. You can tell he's worked on it. You can tell it's important. And he does have a little bit of an edge to him, a little nastiness, and I like that about him. So, And Shatley gives you that confidence because you know that you have a guy, especially at that center position, if something happened to the rookie or you know whatever, you feel confident that you can put him in. That's where you're most confident with Shatley is at guard. I mean, excuse me, at center. Just because of his length at guard with big defensive tackles, he can get overwhelmed a little bit just from the uh, – uh, length side of it, but he's a valuable part of this team, and he's been here a long time. And it seems like early in his career, we were trying to cut him every t- every every <laughs> camp. Like, let's get rid of him, and he just said, "You can't. I'm too important." And that's why I love Tyler Shatley, and I love that he's on this team. And I think he's he, also the strongest guy in the locker room, isn't he? Oh, he's some yeah. ridiculous numbers. Oh, he is so strong. He is so powerful. If you if he gets your his hands on you, and you get in his phone booth, yeah, it's it's, it's over. Um, he, but yeah, he's a good football player, and he's going to be—he's going to play an important role in this yeah. team. You know, let's hope all five guys stay healthy the whole time. Absolutely. But Brian, you've been covering this team since '95. That doesn't happen very often. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the last time it happened, to be honest with you. Especially up front, you—you you see the injuries around the league. The Jets lose their starting right tackle, Mackay Becton. The word out of Dallas is Tyron Smith, the left tackle, a five-time Pro Bowler, is down. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about key positions mm-hmm. you can't replace. If the Jaguars were to lose one of their tackles. What a blessing to have a guy like Walker Little. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. Because um, the Cowboys, by the way, don't have that. They no, don't that, have that young guy. Now you're trying to figure out who you're going to put at left tackle. At left tackle, with. right. And listen, Cam is the best offensive lineman, I mean, best tackle on this team. He's, he was the best offensive lineman last year. Brandon Sheriff has taken that role. But those are two really good players. Yeah. Sheriff, an all-pro guy. I think Cam has the potential to be that type of player. He's got to do some things to take his game to the next level. So you don't want to lose your top-end players. But to Brian's point, it's nice to have a little bit of comfort. Like if something happens, we have a good, strong guy in Walker Little to rotate. you got Shatley at center. And inter- I can't even think of the kid's name. We just traded for out of Green, Green Van, Bay. Van Lant. Cole Van Lant. Van Lant. Van Lant. I was watching tape on him this morning a little bit. He's interesting. Yeah. I think he's a, he's a good player. I like that trade. Everyone's like, why would you trade? I'm like, well, because you need depth. Mm-hmm. I think this team has a lack of depth across the roster. Um, you don't know what's going on with Will Richardson with the ankle. Yeah. Right. By the way, the kid they traded for was an all-Big Ten left tackle at Wisconsin. So it wasn't like he hasn't played the position. Now he's moved into guard. By the way, Brandon Sheriff did the exact same thing. Yeah. All-Big Ten left tackle at Iowa, moves inside, five-time Pro Bowler, all-Pro Well, I'm guys, telling this so. kid, this, what's his name again? Cole, Cole Van, Van Lannan. Now that's a name. Cole Van Lannan. I'm just going to call him Cole. Cole, uh, <laughs> watching him on tape. Uh, I like it. Uh, what I saw yesterday, he has some he has some length, and you can tell that he played he did play uh, tackle at uh, Wisconsin. So I love the trade. Love Adds it. depth. We need depth on this team. Um, looking forward to the regular season. You know, when you have Tony on, it's going to be great content, but you're going to go way over. Yep, we always do. Talking is never our problem. Stopping. No, it. I think you know economy of words is uh, <laughs> not something I'm good at. And there's three that you have to add at the end of every Hall <laughs> of Famer. Yes, we'll invite you back. You did Thank fabulous. You. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on Jaguars Drive Time. We'll be back on the Jaguars Digital Network. We're back, Jaguars drive time, live Thursday morning from Atlanta, getting ready for a joint practice in the Real Star 
is back. Do not worry. John Osher is back with us on Jaguars Drive Time. Thanks for waiting around. Well, no problem. I, I'll gladly defer to the Hall of Famer, who suddenly got smarter in August, by the way. Yeah. He's killing it. That man's got some good takes about the offensive line. It's like he knows something. <laughs> well, I was I was intrigued. I thought that Walker Little was going to win that job. Yeah. I think we all early did. on he was going to win that job. And uh, I, I was fascinated by Tony's comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hadn't thought that it was that clear cut. But I'll defer to the Hall of Famer. Yes, seems like Jawan Taylor is the guy as we get ready for week one against the Commanders. It is time for He Will, He Won't, He Might, presented by Sadith, getting ready for this last preseason game. Brian, who do we got? I'm going to go with Devin Lloyd uh, because we saw him on the practice field yesterday. And, and he will plug in and be your opening day starter. There's no doubt about it. The guy was made to run. I mean, at 240 pounds, he looks effortless. Even though he hadn't had any reps on the practice field, he understood what was going on. And again, the story about how much tape he watches, how much time he spends trying to master the game plan and know his opponent. Uh, It was clear that he was ready for practice yesterday, so he'll start an opening day. Um, He won't struggle by missing, and Tony Tony talked about this, by missing almost all of training camp. He's in, the guy just, I think people will be excited about him. Let's let me go right to the might, right? They might be as excited about him midseason as they are about Trayvon Walker because he has the opportunity. He's not as big, right, not as imposing. But watching him yesterday, you get the sense he's going to be all around the ball. And remember, he had eight sacks. He had uh, four interceptions, two return for touchdowns, a handful of fumbles forced, a handful of fumbles recovered. Uh, he might be a guy who gets more attention by the time the season is over, because his numbers, John, I think are going to be quite flashy. Yeah, I think Lloyd is the guy who um, the defense up front seems solid, stout, everything you want. I think it's going to get pass rush because they're going to stop the run. I think that's going to have the trigger effect that coaches believe it has. But outside of Josh Allen, I don't know that what was coming back had a whole lot of special above the X's and O's ability. I mean, Trayvon Walker has that. I don't know that he's going to show that that much his rookie year. I think he'll continue to show that as he gets older. To me, Devon Lloyd, I mean, uh, Devin Lloyd is the guy who can come in, make plays behind the line of scrimmage, make interceptions. He's got a chance. I don't know if it's, it's going to be the first month throughout the course of this season to make this defense special above the X's and O's. He could be your Sports Center highlight guy. Yeah. Absolutely. And we're wondering now if he's going to play on Saturday in the preseason. Truthfully, after seeing him yesterday, after our interview with Jaguars.com, I gravitate towards no, seeing him in the preseason. But that doesn't matter as long as he's ready for week one, which he said he will be. John, who do you have? I've got to think he plays Saturday. But it, it, I agree with Tony. If it's not the hamstring, yeah. then he has to be out there. I'm going with Luke Fortner, uh, the center. He will obviously be the starter this year. I don't know that that was assumed in the offseason, but it was clear coming into training camp, this coaching staff knew that he was the right guy. They drafted him to be that guy. There was not going to be any question there. Um, He might be – I'm sorry. He will. He won't. Uh Uh, He won't be a problem. Um, With the center position, sometimes you worry as a rookie when you're playing – does he know the offense? Is he ready? Is he going to be mentally able to do that job? Uh, that's the last thing you worry about with this kid. Uh, from what you hear, he is smart picking up the offense. Um, he might. I have two he mights, Brian, because this is he, he will, he won't, real. he might, he might. 
The first he might, might to is, the second power. He, he might wind up being a better center than the guy he replaced. I know really early on that Brandon Leonard was a really good center for a long time, but this kid has the potential. He is better early than I think a lot of people expected, and he might, as you guys talked about. He might end up being that guy like Jeff Saturday, who I covered in Indianapolis forever. Jeff was a really good physical center, um, but his strength was, as Peyton Manning could read defenses, so could Jeff Saturday. Jeff was outstanding uh, picking up the blitz. He was outstanding uh, reading what was happening, and he could even help Peyton at that point. Over time, I think that's the combination you're talking about. It's not necessarily the physical ability of a center to help the quarterback. It's the mental ability before things get started. Pre-snap reads, I think Luke Fortner eventually will be off the charts good at that. I mean, you look at some of the great quarterbacks, Mike Webster in front of Terry Bradshaw, Frank Winters in front of Brett Favre. There are examples of those guys who go through their career together. I'll say this. I watched him yesterday. He might be even better next year when he gets a year in the weight room. So he will, can, he won't, he might, he might, he might. might, might, might. Yeah. Right, to the third power. Um, be, this is a mighty good segment. Be, man, you're quick on your feet. Because <laughs> I, I watched at times yesterday him struggle, and he's a big, strong guy, don't get me wrong, but you know what guys do from year one to year two when they get right. into that weight room in that program. He's big and he's strong. He's learning the physical side of the game at this level and just how big guys and how strong guys are. And as good as he is mentally, he's going to get better and better as time goes on. He'll 100%. pick up this offense, and he'll be making calls at the line of scrimmage. Mechanical engineering and a master's in aerospace engineering. I'm counting on that. And he will have a great connection with quarterback Trevor Lawrence, who will be on the sidelines on Saturday's preseason game, and he will take a step in the right direction this year. He won't be shy that this now means it's all on him. I keep going back to last week. So your guy is Trevor? Yeah. Okay. You're connecting the dots. Yeah, I'm a little slow. <laughs> he won't be shy because I keep going back to last week when he talked about and he stated the fact that's rather obvious. Yeah, if the quarterback doesn't play well, we're not going to win many games. He's got the tight ends. He's got the receivers. He's got the running backs. He's got the coaching staff. He's got the organization behind him. Now everything is around him. He won't be shy that, yes, this is now on me to take the next step. He might... That interception ratio that we always talk about, that 17 interceptions last season that led the league, I'm going to say that it might be under 10 this year. I'm not going to say it goes away. I'm not going to say it's lower than 10. It might be under 10, and that we take that. That's a huge step in the right direction for Trevor Lawrence. Oh, you definitely take that. Under 10 would be a a major improvement. Uh, it's tough to get under 10 if you're throwing a lot mm -hmm. because you're naturally going to have uh, one a game. You're going to have some at the end of halves where you're throwing it up. So that number can be very difficult to reach. If he's under 10, this is going to be a better team than I thought. What if we go back and count the number that are on him, right? Because the tip balls, I mean, there's no delineation between yes. a, a ball that's erroneously tipped to a defender. If his number of bad throws that result in interceptions is less than 10, that's a win to me. Absolutely. And a lot, a lot of those 17s were taking chances in the third and mm -hmm. fourth quarter when the game was a wash. So we give him that as well. All right, that is he will, he won't, he might. When we come back, some closing thoughts on Jaguars drive time. We're back, Jaguars Drive Time, on a Thursday for our last segment with you of the week. Roster cuts are coming up on Sunday through Tuesday. Have to cut it down to a 53-man roster. A lot of guys fighting for little spots for this last preseason game. I'm going to go ahead and make my case that Monteric Buster Brown is going to make this team. He's the sixth-round draft pick out of this last year's draft. I think the Jaguars keep six corners. Shaq Griffin, Tyson Campbell, Darius Williams, Trey Herndon. 
Chris Claybrooks, and Buster Brown. He's my guy. Yeah, Brown was all SEC, led the league in interceptions last year. Uh, from the moment he got here, he felt like he belonged. He's been a better tackler and better run support than they thought. Absolutely. Who you got? Uh, I'm going deep to Josh Thompson, the oh. young safety undrafted out of uh, Texas. The play he made last week on the, uh, on the punt where he leapt into the end zone and managed to knock it back out and pin them deep and set up the safety. Yep. He has been terrific on special teams. I'm not sure that Daniel Thomas, who's a guy I've really liked the last couple of years, is going to be able to hold off a young guy. He's big at six foot, nearly 200 pounds, and can contribute on special teams in, in a big way. So I think that gives him a chance to make this team. Wow. Right, and, and it's, e- Whoops. it's easy <laughs> for uh, GMs to err on the side of the young guy yeah. in the battle that you're talking about. Right. I'm going to go with quarterback E.J. Perry. I, I don't know that that's uh, – news he's going to make the roster if he doesn't make the roster he's going to be on the practice squad and i think their decision is going to be can we keep this guy on the practice squad and not have him claimed by somebody else he was in high demand coming out of the draft mm-hmm. um i think based on what we see in the quarterback position uh, some of the machinations they've done they want this guy they believe that he's a good project i think they want to develop a a quarterback i think that's philosophically what they want to do so i wouldn't be surprised if he's on the active 53 and you think he takes it over Jake Luton? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yep. Yeah. They, With confidence. Yeah, that's not even the question. It's more if they think they can get him through on the practice squad from other teams. All right, and there you have it. That is our roster predictions for this cut-down day coming this Sunday. We have a preseason game this Saturday against the Atlanta Falcons and a joint practice today. Stay with us on Jaguars.com for all your coverage the rest of the week.